Good morning. Today our lectionary readings bring us to the triumphal entry. And in the full liturgy of today, if we were able to meet together, we would continue to the Passion of Christ. It is the triumphal entry portion that we will concentrate on this morning. It is a triumphal entry, as described in the first verses of Matthew chapter 21, from which we get the common name for today, Palm Sunday. We get the name Palm Sunday because the people were spreading cut branches on the ground before Jesus on the young donkey as he entered the city. Now, Before going any further, I need to point out a fact that I find interesting, and it is extra interesting due to today's date. Today is April 5th, and through a lot of study of calendars, how our modern calendar compared to ancient calendars, who was in office during which date ranges, the dating of Passover in relation to a Friday, and working the right date range for the, all of those facts to come together, it has been determined that the 5th of April in AD 33 is the date of the resurrection. It is the first Easter. That means even though we are recognizing Palm Sunday today, if we did Easter like we do other set holidays, such as Christmas, today would be Easter Sunday, because it's the real anniversary of Easter. I keep waiting for the regular calendar and the church calendar to actually match an Easter Sunday to be on April 5th, so that it would have Easter Sunday on the first Easter Sunday date, and I'd love for that to happen in my lifetime. But for the purposes today, it's Palm Sunday. So we turn our attention to the triumphal entry. Jesus and the disciples are returning to Jerusalem. This is not the first time they've been to Jerusalem. They've been in and out of Jerusalem a few times during the course of Jesus' ministry. Previously, though, they entered in a simple way. They did not draw attention to themselves. This time, however, there's going to be a noticed entry. Jesus sends the disciples into the city to get a donkey and her colt. For anyone who's not familiar, the colt is the term for the young male offspring, the male foal, in any of the equine family of animals, horses, donkeys, zebras, etc. Jesus says, go get the donkey and her colt and bring them to me, Jesus tells the disciples. This is important for a few reasons. The first, it shows that Jesus had the authority to make it happen. What is the typical reaction when a couple strangers start walking off with your animals? The owner's going to protest. It's theft. Stiff, stiff penalties will follow. But Jesus says when the owner protests, tell him that the Lord has need of them, and he will release them to you. Notice here that Jesus did not say, A Lord did not say, your Lord, did not comment on some earthly, temporal ruler that has some form of local authority. We're not talking about the House of Lords, like they have in England, creating the laws and policies for the regulation of the country. No. Jesus is distinct in his speech. Tell the owner that the Lord has need of them. Jesus, who started his ministry in total obscurity, and as he explained once in another portion of the gospel, had no place to lay his head, no place to sleep at night, can now summon the use of other people's property. Go get the donkey and her colt. Tell the owner that the Lord 
has need of them, and he will give them to you at once. Jesus now has a reputation. Jesus now has followers. Jesus now has people who wanted for him to have what he needed. Jesus has been feeding people. Jesus has been healing people. Jesus has been improving the lives of people. Jesus has upset the apple cart, so to speak. Actually, he was upsetting the money changers' tables, those charging usury and interest, to help those in need, to provide for the poor, and to liberate the oppressed. People understand that Jesus is the Lord. They are still confused by that, though. They know that Jesus is the Messiah, but for them, a Messiah of their own making rather than the one of God sending. That, though, is a message for Good Friday. The people wanted to serve Jesus, Jesus the Lord. So when he sent for the donkey and its colt, the owner was going to provide them. The next thing to see is that there is a reason Jesus wanted the donkey and more especially the colt. The text tells us that this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The prophet that is being referenced is the prophet Zechariah, who said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation as he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And that is why the foal of the donkey is so important. We have a young beast of burden carrying the heavily burdened Jesus into the city where Jesus knew he would be crucified. The donkey colt that other gospel texts tells us has never been ridden. Now there is an interesting thing about donkeys. They tend to be one owner animals. People complain about how stubborn they are, and it is not so much that they are stubborn as it is that they are not taking direction from anyone who is not their owner. Jesus chooses the one who serves nobody else but him to serve him. Elsewhere in the gospel, Jesus tells his listeners that we cannot serve two masters. When the day comes, such a person will betray one or the other. Our first priority the lesson that we learn from this must be serving Jesus as our one and only gentle and kind master. In response, Jesus marks you as one of his own. When it comes to donkeys, he did so quite literally. If you look at gray donkeys, you will see that there is a dark stripe that runs from one shoulder across the back to the other shoulder. That stripe is the same dark color as the donkey's mane. The thing about a donkey's mane is that the color goes all the way from the neck to the tail. The result is that the gray donkey has a giant cross imprinted on his back. You can see this in photographs. Feel free to Google images of gray donkeys and see the cross imprinted on their backs. 
Now, obviously, the next bit is only my personal belief, but it is my belief that that cross is there to honor the donkey that carried Jesus into Jerusalem. The donkey that had only one master, Jesus Christ. Now, I want to turn our attention to today. We are currently in days that are hard to understand. People are stressed. People are scared. People are not sure what to do or whom to believe. To say I had an answer for all of those concerns would be a falsehood. But I do know this promise that the Apostle Paul gives us. In Jesus you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. In other words, place your faith in Jesus, and he will mark you as his for life. Amen. Today we declare these special intentions of the Mass, the bringing of an end to the worldwide corona pandemic, all of those who are sick, those grieving over the deaths of friends and family, around the world, for all of the healthcare professionals exposing themselves to infection by treating the infected, for those who are out of work and suffering economic hardship, for the many workers who are at work and therefore placing themselves at risk through potential exposure in order that we are able to have the things that we need, and the many specialists who are racing to find a way to fight this menacing virus. We ask comfort during their time of grief for the Jackson family. We ask peace and comfort for the mother grieving the loss of her daughter. And those other intentions which have been submitted, but not to be openly discussed. <laughs> 